Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have a very special guest for you today. He's an industry thought leader, a technology evangelist. He specializes in delivering better borrower experiences. He knows point of sale better than most people I've ever talked to. I couldn't be more excited. Please help me welcome Kelsey Brown, Chief Strategy Officer and Executive Vice President at WebMax. Kelsey, welcome back to the show. Mike, again, thanks for having me. Love the last time we did the show. Can't wait to get it started again. Let's do it. Let's do it. So first, let's talk about what are you seeing in the industry? You've been traveling. I saw you, you know, the images at the New Jersey. You're very involved in the New Jersey Mortgage Bankers. You're on panels. You're speaking. What are you hearing in the industry? So, I mean, you know, technology is still obviously a very big thing in the industry. People are looking for ways to enhance consumer experience. But I'm also seeing a lot of fear, too, you know, with the, with the rise of rates and refis drying up and, you know, people having to cut back on their staff and things of that nature. Um, and, and still looking to leverage the technology to, uh, I, I guess, kind of fill some of those voids and find new and unique ways to uh, secure business. So let's talk about that fear a little bit because I agree with you. What I'm seeing in the industry are people reacting in one of two ways. One way is they kind of lean in and say, hey, if I embrace technology, if, if I right-size my staff, if I lean in and make good decisions, and those are the companies that are probably going to grab a lot of market share. I mean, if we really look at it, and these market conditions are nowhere near what they were in 2008, but some of the lenders that leaned in are the ones that are leading the pack right now, and, and they're creating the greatest volumes. And then there's the ones that panic. Let's cut a bunch of staff. Let's cut all of our sales, our marketing. Let's not invest in technology. And in my opinion, you might as well put an anchor on your ankle, and you're just going to go down faster. What has your experience been in people reacting one of those two ways, or is there some other way you see them respond? Well, no, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. You know, the, the the companies that are responding by leveraging the technology and going full force into into this, they're going to be the ones that come out on top in this. You know, it you can't you can't let the fear stop your business. You know, uh, you just have to again find unique ways, pivot a little bit, and just keep it moving. Refis aren't dead just because rates are up. You know. Um, I'm so glad you so, said that because when you look at volumes, yes, refis have slowed up and they've dried up some, but they're not dead. Some people, it makes a lot of sense to do a cash out refi and people are like, well, Michael, why would you talk about that? Rates are five and a quarter, rates are five and a half, they're not two and a half now. Well, if you have credit card debt and a lot of it and you're paying 19, 20, 25% compounding interest, Five and a quarter or five and a half is not really sounding bad if you understand the numbers. Not at all. Not at all. So let's talk about, you know, lenders are kind of dealing with that fearfulness. What are some of the things they should do, especially as we talk about the importance of a borrower experience, right? I've mentioned it on this show numerous times, the Amazon effect. You know, if I order something at nine in the morning, I'm kind of pissed by three if I don't have it. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've been conditioned, so... How does that translate into delivering a great borrower experience? Um, and what are some of the technology things that lenders should be on the lookout for? 
Well, I mean, technology is really where it's at right now from, you know, your customer's experience. Again, I said this on the last show, people aren't running, you know, to your brick and mortar location. Um, so you have to have just a strong uh, online store, if you will. That starts with, you know, your 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 ads uh, for social media, your landing pages where you're directing those consumers to from social media. Um, you know, building that better mousetrap, what type of intuitive forms are they going through? Are those forms integrated with your, you know, with your tech stack? So your CRM, is this going into Philosophy? Is this going into Total Expert? Uh, or is these forms going directly into your loan origination system? What POS you're using? And then also the communication piece. I would double down on communication right now. Over communicate to all of your leads because, you know, um, when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. You know, they're looking at the next best thing. Uh, so, you know, if you have a POS uh, and somebody started filling something out and it stopped, your POS should be sending them notifications almost constantly, at least daily. Um, so, again, effectively use the technology and then over communicate. Just just do it. Well, you brought up so many good points, and there's three that I want to talk and go into deeper detail because I think you nailed it. So the first one you talked about is when most people think about delivering a great borrower experience, they're thinking about their point of sale. But you mm -hmm. made a really interesting point saying it starts earlier than that. What are you putting on oh, social absolutely. media? What are you doing with landing pages? So talk about... What is some of the fear that lenders have about doing that? Or what are some of the best practices that they can do for starting it earlier than just waiting until it gets to the point of sale? Well, when you're waiting to get it to the point of sale, there, there would have already had to have been some communication. So either you have loan officers calling their clients and telling them to go to the point of sale, or you know you have some kind of direct marketing campaign from a CRM pointing those people to the point of sale. The problem is a lot of times these consumers are not ready to go into the application process. Uh, they they want to dip their toes in a pool before they jump in and you know get all cold and shivery and stuff like that. So you you have to you have to kind of ease them into it. And that's what I meant by building a better mousetrap. I'm working with a Cuso out of New England right now. They they get it. You know, um, their whole experience starts with, uh, you know, various uh, types of just marketing. And that's social media. You know, they're sending out they're sending out uh, email notifications to their members and then they're directing them to a landing page, which just ask a few questions. What's your first name? What's your last name? What's your, you know, your date of birth? Right. Not threatening, but easy for them to engage with. Very easy and very quick and, you know, very little bit of uh, data entry, manual entry. Um, and that gets the consumer like started. And then once they click submit, you know, they're sending out text messages. They're sending out emails. I know there's a lot of CRMs out there that do that. Um, some really good ones, too. Accelerate, I think, is one. Hey. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, but um, you know, uh, they have all of that set up. And then they're directing that consumer back to another landing page where they start the point of sale process. But all of the information that they have from that you know, whatever whatever information they had from that particular member and also all of the information that they had through that lead funnel is automatically in the application process. So when they get in there, it's, you know, they're basically just finishing it up, you know, inserting exactly. all of the rest of the information. 
That's such a good point because one of the most frustrating things is when you get moved along to different people in the organization. They pretend like they don't know you at all, and you're like, really? Yeah, I've been playing here for 15 years, and like, you're now I, asking I, me again my address, and you're asking me my phone number. I, use technology, leverage it. The second point that you brought up that I think is critical, and this is something that a lot of lenders struggle with, you mentioned a ton of different systems. Uh, yes. Point of sale, an online application, a CRM, an LOS. Uh, all of those things are critically important. So talk to me how important it is for all of those to communicate and fit within a lender's tech stack. Well, I think it's very important. And, um, you know, you have to make sure that you're leveraging the right technology that has a strong enough API to where it can support the back and forth communication. Because if you don't, you're going to find a lot of holes in your process and you're going to find yourself doing a lot of manual, manual tasks. Um, so, you know, if you're using a loan origination system, you want to make sure that uh, your other softwares that you're using uh, is able to have a bi-directional sync with it. Um, you know, at WebMax, we, we have a few loan origination system integrations. Most of those are bi-directional and Compass for sure. I think we probably have one of the most sophisticated in Compass integrations, but that's just me being biased because you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm WebMax, right? Um, but we also, you know, we also make sure that we have the bi-directional syncs with the CRMs um, and, 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 and everything else that we integrate as well. You know, we're now doing payment gateways and things of that nature, too. So, um, you know, we have the integration with Encompass to pull back goodbye letters if if somebody tries to make a payment with a lender who's no longer servicing the loan. We pull back the goodbye letter. Now, if they are servicing the loan, then we can direct them to the, the payment page and they can make their payment right through the WebMax solution. Um, it's very important to have, you know, all everything in your technology stack to be able to seamlessly communicate with e with each other and bi-directionally. So if something happens here, it needs to update here, it needs to update there. You have to make sure that that's that's in you know intact. Otherwise, again, you have a lot of holes in your process. Well, and I love that you say that the bi-directional support, understanding APIs, because a not all APIs are created equally. Some They're people not. just throw the term out yet. Oh, yeah, we, we've got integration. And you're like, yeah, we're not just talking about sending over five data fields, right? That, right. that doesn't really help. You want it tightly integrated. The information and data has to flow back and forth and update in both of those systems. All right, let's talk about the third point you brought up, and then I'll keep asking other questions. But the third one, and I, I think this is probably the most important out of the three that you mentioned, is over-communicate. Over communicate. Yes. Tell me why you say that in lenders that don't communicate, whether it's with their borrower, whether it's with their real estate agent or title agent, or even amongst their teams, typically struggle. Walk me through kind of that over communication and why you think it's so critically important. Well, I, I think it's important because, you know, we're at the age where everybody's home in front of their computer and they're, they're, they're have been getting things served fast, except for, you know, if you, if you did amended tax returns offline, <laughs> you're not get you're not getting that back quickly. Or if you just apply for a passport, you're not getting that back quickly. But typically everything that's done online right now, um, people want information back to them like very quickly and they want to know where they are in the process. Um, when you do a loan application, you like not a mortgage loan application, but if you do like a personal loan application, typically you know whether or not you're approved within you know a minute or two, uh, and then from and then from there, you know the the company is asking you uh, 
give me your driver's license, give me all your documentation, and you're uploading that. And then when you upload that, you know, you're getting a response back almost real time. Like, okay, thank you, you've submitted everything. Uh, your loan is in process, you're approved. We'll send you another notification as soon as, as, soon as the funds are, have been dispersed. Boom, you're done. So you need to do the same thing. And I think in every business, uh, in my business, mortgage business, you just need to over communicate because when that consumer does not hear from you, they think the worst and then they start talking to other people. And then, you know, they might find somebody with a better rate or a better deal or, you know, whatever it is. And then they start dealing with them. And now you have competition in a space. So again, over communication, I think, you know, keeps them. Uh, top of mind or keeps you top of mind, I should say, um, and just gives the, the consumer the confidence that you're handling your business. And I think that is so important. And I give you an example. Recently, I had to purchase a new window. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with supply chain issues and everything like that, they're like, hey, it's going to be about 15 weeks. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But every Friday, I got a status update. We have your order. It's all been processed. The next Friday, it may say it has been sent to the order for film and company. We will keep you, you know, six weeks in and it will say, hey, your window is now being manufactured. Well, the beautiful thing about that is when they automated that and used technology, I had clear transparency and I was never wondering what the next step is. So for the exactly. most part, I didn't worry about it. It was a great process. And then when it came in, they're like, Hey, your window has come in. Your installer will be contacting you to get it installed. Awesome. Simple, easy, smooth transaction. And if they can do it for a relatively inexpensive window compared to a mortgage, Mm -hmm. we need to do more of that stuff as a mortgage. I mean, people are spending three, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars on a home, and we don't even communicate effectively to say that. We have all of your documents, or you've been exactly. pre-approved, or you're clear to close. It Don't leave your me. consumer scratching their head. Do not leave your consumer scratching their head. Where am I? Let them know. Tell them. Scream it to them. Get your bullhorn. And by bullhorn, I mean emails, text messages, automated system notifications. You got to do it. Exactly. Kelsey, I could not agree with you more. So. It's been a little while since we've had a chance to connect. Tell me, what's new at WebMax? What, what's going on? What's exciting? What's really, you know, our lenders gravitating to that you guys are doing? So we're doing a lot. Um, obviously, you know, the core for WebMax was the enterprise-level website provisioning system with a digital point-of-sale application. Um, we've recently um, advanced our CMS uh, so we're doing a lot more than just corporate branch loan officer websites. We're doing a lot of the things that I just talked about, uh, landing pages, intuitive lead funnels, and also loan funnels. So leads uh, are basically just form fills that you can put together uh, in an interview style um, so that people can just insert information quickly with very little data entry. And we're sending that information to CRMs and, you know, uh, that's also bi-directional. And then with our loan funnels, it's the same thing, only the loan funnels are directed towards the loan origination system. So think of many point of sale applications, right? Um, you know, you're getting data right into your LOS and it's creating a loan for you uh, very quickly. Then we just revamped the entire point of sale application. So really? uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing right now i mean it has the automated borrowers needs list um it has you know your your sales uh sales list it has your uh processing list it has uh 
I mean, it, it literally has everything. It has the pre-qual letter. Uh, you can generate a pre-qual letter, send it right to your consumer. It has all of those touch points that I was talking about earlier, where it's just letting you know, hey, uh, we still need this from you. This is where we are, et cetera, et cetera. So it's doing all of that over-communication piece. Um, I mean, it really, it just has a lot, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, task management, that's also big. And then the analytics um, on both platforms, uh, analytics for the CMS. We just built a, I like to call it lead to loan analytics. It's okay. really a smart dashboard. But, you know, from the time that somebody enters your website, you know, um, you, you need to you need to know what that is. And then you need to know if they filled out a lead form. And then you need to know if they actually filled out a loan and if that loan actually closed. So we can track that from, from soup to nuts, really, beginning to end, A to Z. Um, we have the ability to track that and then present that to you through our smart dashboard uh, in the CMS, which I think is powerful uh, analytics for your online marketing campaigns and things of that nature. Kelsey, if somebody wants to find out more about all the cool stuff that you just mentioned and about WebMax and maybe see it in action, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, they can easily go to the website. We're webmaxco.com. So webmaxco.com. Uh, and you can fill out, check out all the, all of the, uh, you know, pages there, but there's contact forms to reach right out. Um, you can always go to sales at webmaxco.com email address. You can call me directly 856-702-6415. Uh, that's my direct number. You can text me. Um, I'm on social media. I'm, I'm literally everywhere. So uh, you can send a smoke signal. If I can see it, I'm getting back to you. <laughs> I love it. One of the last things, I know you've had the chance to go back now to some live conferences. I think digital is still very important, but you've mm -hmm. had a chance. What are some of the things that, that, that you've heard? What are some of the conferences? I know you were at the New Jersey Mortgage Bankers. You were presenting about social media and some of the other cool stuff. How does it feel to be back live and meeting with people again in the industry? You know, it, it felt like I, I missed it. You know, it, it didn't skip a beat at all. I missed it. I missed shaking hands, giving high fives. I missed speaking on the panels. Last one I did was diversity and inclusion for the women's New Jersey, uh, the NBA New Jersey uh, Women's Committee. Uh, we did diversity and inclusion. I think the one that you saw, I did uh, social media with Ashley Gravano. Yep. Um, yeah, that that one was fun. You know, I, I love I love seeing people. I love talking to the people. So you know, for me, I, I want to be on the road as much as possible. Well, I look forward to seeing you on the road, whether it's at NBA Annual or some of the other conferences coming up. Kelsey, I can't thank you. You always have a wealth of knowledge and excitement. You're always so passionate about giving back to the industry. So thank you for being a guest on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Thanks, Michael.